The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Here's what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, except by listening to them, you can win a million dollars. (laughs) Not really, just kidding. Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Not kidding, just look around. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use if we decide to be doers and not just hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I have a response. Ready? Why not? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. Here is the key to the show. This is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, we don't care. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. We're asking questions about when you do something, maybe you give your best and you pour yourself into it and it comes back and you think, it doesn't seem like anybody really appreciates how much effort was put into this. Have you ever felt that way? Uh, Yes, you have. Here's the bottom line. We want to engage with that and talk about stuff like that. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you have a praise report, a prayer request, perhaps you've got something that's just kind of bouncing around in your head and you just want to share it and talk to people, it's not a place to fetch. It's a place to encourage and strengthen and ask questions and help one another. Uh, We're going to be doing some real serious prayer in the second segment here because I have a very uh, hard news that I've heard from a very good friend, so we'll talk about that in a little while. But in the meantime, I want you to have the opportunity and the freedom to reach out to touch base. We've got teachings, but we're willing to go, hey, what you got in mind? Let's talk about it. Let's, Let's fellowship in regards to it. This is not your church, but it is a fellowship. And by that, we mean it's a place for brothers and sisters, different denominational backgrounds. I don't care what your national background, your denominational background is. I care that you have your heavenly father, you love the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's your Lord and Savior, and that you are led and guided or directed or seeking to be in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for you to be perfect. Because there is only one who is perfect. His name is Jesus, and that's where we focus. It's just that simple. If you want to reach out to us, you can call 972-445-0770. 
That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's like getting a big chocolate shake. Ooh, I like that. Uh, The reason for that is you'll be talking to Captain Chris, and then you'll be... Was there a million dollars in that song? No, I, I didn't hear it. Did you hear it? I didn't hear it. Okay. Uh, you can also text us 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. That's just for Annika, just to make sure she gets that. Also, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. It's not Libby the Kid at hemustincrease.org. It's David at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you to the website, a couple things to tell you and I need you to be aware of. Number one, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but there is an app that is free on the website. That's a pretty important thing. It's There's no cost to it. It doesn't track you. It doesn't do anything. It just gives you access to the internet radio station through through the app so that you can listen to the show wherever you go. Okay? And I happen to know for a fact it works perfect in Houston, just in case you're wondering. The second thing to tell you is I want you to be aware that there are podcasts. So a lot of people will, will text me and say, oh, I'm going to miss the, the show and this. And oh, oh, and it's like whether every single show is podcast, that information is also on the website. It's no cost for the podcast. You don't have to fill anything out. You just click and listen. Bottom line is everything is covered. Everything uh, good, bad, and indifferent. <laughs> We don't clean it up afterwards. Hey, let us edit that because, Dave, you said something really dumb. Well, we can't do that on all 3,000-plus hours, so we're not doing that. Uh, Then the other thing is it's a place to give, and every time we pay radio rent, I do the same thing, and I'm trying to break my own bad habits, and that is we pay radio rent, which we did last week, and then what I do is I stop talking about money. I don't know what the deal is. Anyhow, we still need money. I know you guys are thinking, but you paid the radio rent. I know, but I like to eat. Okay, so that's kind of part of that process. So we want you to check that out. Plus, praise reports and prayer requests go on the the website as well. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> there you go. Was the million dollars in that? Nope. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, a lot of things to catch you up on, but I've got uh, some stuff that we also need to uh, deal with, and that would be some of the teaching that I want to get to, especially in this particular teaching. Uh, we are in Psalm 18. So for those that do not know, Psalm 18 is the Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to the Lord the words of this song, on the day the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. So this is a huge, huge, huge psalm. It is also referenced in another portion of the Bible, so most of you were probably aware of this, that it's not, this is not the only place. It's also in 2 Samuel chapter 22, this exact psalm. So it's like, wow, that's weird. So they have it as a psalm, and then it's also a part of the history. That's how important this psalm is. So I want to make sure everybody goes, ooh, because it's that important. Here's line one, verse one, uh, and then we'll probably do verse one and two. Here's the first thing he says. I will love you, O Lord, 
my strength. My Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Wow. Right? That's an opening line. Classic line. I will love you, Lord. Now, if there's a better way to say it, you know, you can use that. But what he's saying is, my king, my shepherd, my lord, my master, my father, my God, I love you. It's not anything weird other than the deepest sense of appreciation, the deepest sense of thanksgiving. It's not anything, uh, oh, well, that just shows you're like a, you know, one of those goofy people that think that religion is really good. It's got nothing to do with any of that whatsoever. And anybody who thinks that knows nothing of God, nothing of Christ, nothing of Christianity. This is an I love you, Lord, because David has been through the mill. And when we say the mill, we're talking about the grinding mill. He's been through it. It it was brutal. He had to live in caves. Remember, this is a guy that said, you're going to be king. By the way, welcome to king school. And then uh, Saul tried to kill him. (laughs) That was king school. And in king school, he got to live in caves, and he had no home. And it was just like, what? What? This, This is it? Forget it. I'd rather work at Jack of the Box. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is David going through all that process, and then the Lord delivers him from this enormous trial, which would might be the biggest trial, or at least one of the top five, let's say. He recognizes that God brought him through. And when you go through what you're going through, and it could be more minor, and it could be major, and you could really be struggling with it, and you know that I, I have uh, not just empathy. I have sympathy and empathy. I feel for you. And then I also relate to you in that because it's very hard to go through those harder trials, but the Lord brings people through trials. And you might say, well, why did that have to happen? Why did I have to go that? We've talked about that numerous times, and a lot of it has to do with God teaching you the quality of your faith and recognizing that your faith has to be refined like that of silver and gold. But Ultimately, the truest answer as to why the Lord allows what he allows is that he is smarter than we are, and we are supposed to trust him. Though God slay me, yet will I trust him, Job said. So there's a process there where you go, I don't get it, but you know what you're doing, and I trust in you, God. And the quality of God, by the way, that emits from the scripture is there's no limit to it. God is always taking care of business. So David just opens this up, opens the whole thing up. This is nothing. This is a guy that you should see what's in this psalm. And he's just like, I love you, my Lord. I will continue to love you. You are awesome. You are great. And this is coming out of a hardship that took years out of his life. But then he recognizes that the hand of God has been carving this all along. It has to make you think of Joseph, who was probably sitting there thinking, okay, did nothing, got sold, did nothing, then got accused of rape, did nothing, got thrown in jail. What's the end result here? Hey, you know what the end result is? He became one of the most powerful people in Egypt. That was the end result. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and that's when you go, I love you, Lord. You have just taken care of me so good. All my complaining, all of my whining, all of my bitterness of flesh and of sin— You've been good to me.
All right. That's how it opens. Okay. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reached down and What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 that is la, 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 you asked for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas Vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish, and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. <laughs> I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough. Because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the tree, and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we open up with our first trivia question. Here you go. 
It's not that difficult, but you guys can, can, can get this. I feel strong. I feel strong in my heart. What was the nationality of the woman who Jesus met at the well? What was the nationality of the woman who Jesus met at the well? So now I'm going to give you the numbers, but Annika wants me to sing them because she feels that would be better. So 972-445-0770 if you want to call in. <laughs> How's that? How about this one? This will be text. Ready? 214-210-8483. That's a little bit of English slant in there. And then also you can send an email, uh, david at hemustincrease.org. Hey, I never promised you a rose garden, so you're getting what you're getting. Before we get the person on the phone, you'll have that chance to answer a few more seconds because we want to do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Every day that ends with Y is how often you should draw closer to the Lord. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, no matter what the world says. And who cares what the world says? And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means your whole focus in life is not about you. Oh, that's the hardest part. You have to be sensitive to the Lord and aware of other people and thereby loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. We got somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question. Even though I sang the songs, I sang them, right? <laughs> I can't do that all the time, that's for sure. Here we go on the trivia question. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. You know what? I was thinking about you because I worked out yesterday, and I remember we had talked about my knee, and it actually, I did pretty good. I was like, really? Yeah, I know. I was really happy. I was like, I was able to walk around after it, unlike last time when I worked out, and then I told everybody, you know, get me a wheelchair. (laughs) It was just like, hey, I can walk around on it. So I I actually thought about you because we had talked about it yesterday. So, yeah, great. And those prayers matter that much to me. I mean, that that's yeah. a big part of things. God's the great physician. Amen. Don't you that great? Just, I just love the <laughs> Lord. He's so good. Uh, okay, here you go. What was the nationality of the woman who met Jesus at the well? She was from Samaria. She was a Samaritan. That is correct, sir! And you know, there's an old joke about the men of Samaritan. So they were rather large because they were the men of Samaritan. Never mind. It didn't work. It was supposed to be funny, but it didn't happen. Uh, Some area. That was it. (laughs) Some area. area, Yeah, Yeah, there it is. All right. Excellent job, Gary. Way to get the show rolling. I appreciate it. And that's one place where Jesus referred to himself when she said, uh, when the Messiah comes, call the Christ. He'll tell us all things. And he said, I am he. That's, That's right. one place. Because a lot of people say, there's some people say, well, he never referred to himself. He referred to himself as the son of man. But that's one place where he said, she said, uh, you know, when the Messiah comes, call the Christ. He'll tell us all things. And he said, I am he. That is, you know what's so great about what you're saying? It was actually a Princeton theologian that said Jesus never said he was the Messiah. And then you're sitting there thinking about this story about the woman of Samaria, from, from the well from Samarita, or Samaria, and you're just thinking, Jesus goes, I'm the dude. It's like, what do you mean he didn't yeah, say me, it? It's, like, me, yeah, it's like, I don't know how much more clear you can go. Like, he must have been, what can he do? Point to himself, get a neon sign, and go, look, look where the arrow is pointing. It's pointing yeah. at me. It's pointing at me. It's like, wow. 
Wow. So you know, anyway. there's a lot of biblical illiterates out there. So. <laughs> yes, brother. We call them bad Bible brains. Yeah. That's what I call them. <laughs> Gary, striking twice. Excellent job. Very, very okay. good note. Thank I appreciate you. it. All Thank right. You. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. We'll do the prayer in the next segment. I just feel like we want to hold it off there. Uh, we're going to be praying for our good friend. Uh, and we'll talk about prayer in this next segment. The other thing I do want to tell you that I thought was kind of relatively good news, you know, I'm t- telling you that Easton, Julianne, and Jared, they had gotten this gift for uh, the Grizzlies, and uh, that was really nice. Well, somebody else gave them a gift, and they're going on a family, all five of them, first time ever, vacation, all paid for. Somebody's going to be there to help Julianne and Jared watch Easton. It's like, the, I think the Lord is like just going, boom, 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 just starting to bless them and those kind of things. I just think stuff like that's cool because it's the grace and the mercy of the Most High God that, that directs things of that nature. So awesome. Uh, excellent start to it. All right, let's go back to the text. This is everything else. We got that. We'll, we'll cover everything. Uh, prayer in a little while. Prayer gets a little deeper, so I want to give myself an extra few minutes before we get into it. Uh, let's go back to Psalm chapter 18, and I want to point something out. And This is really kind of a challenge I'm going to give you, okay? I'm not, and I'm not, not giving you a test or a quiz or anything like that, okay? I'm just showing you something that David said and just referring it to us. So David says in verse 1 and 2, he says, I will love you, O Lord, my God, my strength, my rock. My fortress, my deliverer, my shield, my horn, my salvation, and my stronghold. So he gives like eight different uh, identifications or different descriptions of who God is to him. It's not, it's not, this isn't a theological statement, so for those that are looking for something real specific, wrong, wrong, wrong. I mean, the, the Psalms are one of the great—the reason that the literature of the Psalms is so great is when David wrote, he captured the essence of the human heart and the human spirit engaging with God and the ups and the downs and the understandings and the lack of understandings. So as he's expressing himself, he goes, you're my strength, you're my rock, you're my fortress, you're my deliverer, you're my shield, you're my horn, you're my salvation. You're my stronghold. So he gives these eight definitions, and I thought that was an amazing, you know, as he's writing, that's amazing that he writes that, and yes, he's writing with with uh, a partnership with the Holy Spirit, but as he lists those descriptions, it made me think, how would I answer somebody if they asked, not who is God, because that would be a whole separate response and a whole separate direction. But if I was in a Bible study or if I was in a kinship or if I was in some kind of fellowship group and they said, who is God to you? Then what would you answer? Not not the theological answer, which I know some of you are trying to, you know, do, 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 I got my answers ready to go. It's like, yeah, I got that. Okay. What I'm asking about is the personal you. And the personal response. So, for example, if your child or your parents or your spouse said to you, who is God to you personally? And I think that's a, a, a tremendous question for us to be able to ask ourselves. Who is God to us 
personally? Like, like, how do you see? I mean, I see God in many ways. I, I see him, I guess, in is in a picture format. I see God as my as my rescue boat. <laughs> I guess that's one of the things I might have wrote, rescue boat. But I'm, what I want you to do is be aware that God has made an impression on you and has changed your life and has altered it. And so, therefore, what would you what would you respond if we were asking uh, in, oh, let's just say this terrible phrase, but in a safe environment, I hate saying stuff like that, but it, like you, and somebody just said to you, to you, for you personally, who is God to you? That is a question we should be able or should want to be able to answer. Even if you don't have a off the top of your head answer, that's okay. Don't, don't, I mean, radio people like myself, we do a lot of stuff off the top of our head, and that, that's why we have less brains because we keep cutting pieces off. Think about that, though. Take some time, even in your prayer with him, in your devotion to him, in your separation of time with him, engage with him. Who is he to you devotionally? How do you respond to that? And then in verse 3, and we'll, we'll, well, I want to finish this up because it's important. Then in verse 3, he says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. I want you to understand something that we would all acknowledge as genuine Bible-believing born-again Christians, that the Lord is worthy of our praise. And as I was doing my devotions today, I said this statement, and I think it's amazing that it, it connects to this teaching. I don't think I can give enough praise to God that would be appropriate or that would fit the case of what he's actually worthy of. He has helped me in ways that I do not know. He has helped me in ways that I kind of know. He helps has helped me in ways I absolutely know. And in all of those, I don't think I can ever offer up enough thank yous or enough appreciation. Uh, one of the reasons that I want to do what I want to do in the kingdom or the reason that I want to do the things that I want to do before the Lord is because of that that uh, sense of desire to please him. I just want to do it because, I mean, he's been so kind to me. He's delivered me from death. He's delivered me from disaster. He's delivered me from physical, emotional, psychological uh, disasters on so many different levels. He's just worthy of that praise. And he's done the same thing for you. He's helped you so... This is why that, that opening is so great. And this is why the psalm is so great. I will love you, my Lord. He is worthy to be praised. He's been so kind to you and I. If you get one statement out of this teaching, it should be this. The goodness of God exceeds me. You should be able to say that. The goodness of God exceeds me. Because he is better to us than we are worth or worthy of. Can you say amen? I know you guys know that's true. All right, we're going to take our exit right here. You're listening to... The David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business. 
but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made— Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, oop. Kadoki, here's the results. The David Spoon Experience.